welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first bilingual show for CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. And this is another special show on our social justice series. I'm here with Jake Bradley, and we are going to be talking about LGBTQ plus pride. The LGBTQ plus pride started out for many people as a way for those of us who were shamed and rejected by dominant culture to declare and celebrate our existence and survival against cruelty and marginalization. Nowadays, pride celebrations have become quite commercialized. There are obvious benefits to greater acceptance and inclusion by some corporate sectors but assimilation brings inequities and challenges that are often overlooked. Jake and Laura will talk about rainbow washing and who benefits from intersections between pride and capitalism. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> welcome, welcome, All welcome, right. Jake, to the show. And man, this one hits hard and close, close to the whole close to home. Uh, welcome to the show. First of all, how are you? Thanks. I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm just, you know, bracing myself for the rainbow wash and, you yeah. know, all the things that happen in June that seldomly ever have anything to do with people's rights or, you know, what pride started as, which was the right. But uh, tell, us, tell us more about it because... You, you have the gift. Well, I, I think you put your finger on it that like, you know, and pride is definitely not, you know, some kind of structured pride celebration is not ubiquitous. It's not everywhere. There are still lots of places that don't have um, public demonstrations of LGBT pride, even in um, the United States. But, um, you know, it's become more kind of mainstream over the last, I don't know, couple of decades increasingly. Um, but just like you said, just because um, there's more public celebrations in this one month of, you know, embracing of LGBT people um, by corporations and by society as a whole, that doesn't necessarily commute in important ways to more safety, more inclusion, better quality of life for lots of LGBT people. And, you know, there definitely are some sectors of the LGBT community who have, um, who are more widely able to accept, to expect acceptance and affirmation, you know, can get married, can, um, you know, find safe places to stay in hotels or, you know, businesses to patronize and, you know, have a life that has 
you know, that that's what they want and have a lot of control over that life and so on. Um, those folks tend to be white LGBT people. They tend to be cis LGBT people. They tend to be men or cis men LGBT people and more the sort of gay part of the LGBT universe. Um, and still um, other folks, um, because identity is an intersectional, right? Other folks who fall under the LGBT umbrella um, are still experiencing lots of oppression, lots of um, lack of inclusion, lack of safety, um, and not at all being courted by those big corporations as customers or as employees. Um, and, you know, in a lot of ways right now, there's as much of a groundswelling of ugliness about LGBT people and especially trans people in this nation as we've seen in a long time. And, you know, being a trans kid, for example, is not, um, it's not any safer or better right now in the United States and certainly in some parts of the United States um, than it ever has been. And there are some big gains, for example, for trans kids in, um, you know, there's more science available about options. There's um, some places have more competent support, medical care, um, mental health care, and so on for LGBT people of all identities and all ages and all groups. But, you know, it's still, um, there's still are lots of places in the nation where it's not safe and it's not easy to be an LGBT person, especially a young person, a trans person, a person of color who's in the LGBT community or under the LGBT umbrella. So, um, you know, I think it's important during Pride Month for us to be thinking about what do we need to do to move, um, move things forward for real inclusion, for real safety, for real equity. Um, and you know, it's fine if you want to get your parade on and wave some flags and stuff and, you know, be a person who's dancing on a pole in a float in a parade or enjoy or watch the people dancing on poles and floats and parades being sponsored by some bank or some congressperson or some bar or whatever. That's that's all fine. And it, you know, I'm not trying to rain on that parade for sure. Um, but just, you know, what are the things we need to do to bring everyone into the fold, everyone into the, um, you know, the gains of safety and quality of life and inclusion? You know, I have a friend, my dear colleague and, and friend, Christian Ortiz, who once said, uh, he wrote a piece saying, Pride comes from within, and you don't need a corporation to give you the approval stamp of you can celebrate because now I sponsored it. And I know we're talking about completely different situations, but it's kind of like uh, Day of the Dead and how everything is catered and marketed for Mexican, Latinx, and or um, people who observe some kind of Day of the Dead celebration, which is death and, and those rites are celebrated culturally worldwide. 
And it's kind of like, oh, now that the big corporation has the plates, the mugs, the, the flags, is authenticated or is uh, official. Um, and I know I'm comparing two completely different things, but the theme, the, the, the thread of the idea is, it seems like now that it's widely accepted by corporations and by um, capitalism, then it's okay. And what I'm trying to say is it's been okay. <laughs> it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be part of the so-called alphabet mafia. You don't need anybody to authenticate your queerness or um, your gayness or whatever. But these corporations, you know, they, they it's so ingrained on us and on our psyche that, you know, when it's socially acceptable, then we are okay. And we are not because it does not embrace equally every single one of us, as you were saying. Yeah, and as long as LGBT folks, um, anybody in the LGBT community or under the LGBT umbrella, as long as there's somebody who doesn't feel um, embraced and celebrated by society at large and by people in the LGBT community, um, that's a problem that we need to fix. And you know, as long as LGBT young people are more likely to experience homelessness than cis or straight young people, as long as hate crimes are perpetrated against trans black women at a higher rate than all other groups in this nation combined, as long as there are, um, you know, LGB centers where trans people don't feel safe and included or where young people don't feel safe or included or people of color are not safe or included, you know, that's a problem. And that means that the LGBT community needs to do work to improve our allyship and inclusion. And it means that society as a whole still needs to work on, on raising awareness on helping young people grow up knowing that they're okay and they're normal and they can be who they are and deserve safety and protection and celebration and honoring. That's just all still, you know, we all have a lot of work to do to get where we need to be on all those things. And you know, uh, in preparation to this show, I was talking to you, Jake, and thank you so much for doing this series with me. Um, but we were talking about, and I'm not going to say the name because I am not going to put a commercial for them, but that chicken place that sells the best, absolutely, so they say, chicken sandwich, that they are openly anti-LGBTQ. I was saying to Jake, at least they say it at front, that they are not going to be for the community. So if you're able to not support those corporations financially with your purchases, you can make that choice. However, there are places that, you know, they say they advocate for gay rights and that they advocate for the LGBTQ community. And then Jake told me, yeah, but how do they treat their employees? And I was like, oh my God, you cannot escape this thing. So tell us a little bit more about that, that kind of double standard or hypocrisy. 
Yeah, well, I don't I don't remember the specifics of this, but I was um, talking with someone recently about how um, there was a sort of activism campaign against organizations that they that promoted this might have been um, Women's History Month, I think it probably was. And I think you're right, there's lots of parallels and intersections, right? But like, I, I could have this, the details of this wrong. But I think during Women's History Month, there were a bunch of organizations that tweeted out a bunch of, um, you know, a, a bunch of verbiage about how they believe in the equality for women, and they want to celebrate Women's History Month and blah, blah, blah. And then um, some really smart and astute people tweeted back what the pay gap was between men and women at that at each organization who did that. And those organizations very quickly um, retreated into the shadows because they are pretty crappy about having pay equity between men and women. And so, you know, that's, I mean, obviously lots of women who experience pay inequity are queer women. And so all these things intersect directly as well as sort of in parallel ways. But, um, you know, there's lots of things that an organization needs to do to make sure they are proactively and exuberantly serving LGBT customers and making people feel welcome in their stores and businesses and lots of things that companies need to do to make sure that their LGBT staff are feeling included and safe and supported just like their cis and straight staff are. And so, you know, I just suggest that any organization that wants to somehow get in on the party this month in June, um, you know, take a look in the mirror and think about what do they need to do to put put their money where their mouth is and not just put their money in the parade, but put their money in causes, you know, fund a homeless queer youth shelter, um, you know, speak out against all this crap that's happening in legislation um, across the nation right now against trans kids or LGBT people of different stripes and, um, you know, stick up for LGBT people where it really matters you know, in everyday things, little and big, where, you know, we still have inequity, inequity, we still have risk and danger and disparate outcomes for LGBT young people and people of all ages. Um, so that, you know, society really becomes a place where everyone um, is not just safe to like march in a parade or stand next to a parade, but they're safe to walk down the street in their home neighborhood. They're not going to get kicked out of their home or their church or synagogue for being gay. They're not going to be, um, you know, more likely to be homeless, more likely to not make enough money to live on, more likely to not be able to get medical care or mental health care from a competent provider who can you know, just do their jobs and, and include somebody. And there, you know, we've talked in other episodes about what some of those kinds of allyship steps are, what some of those steps are that, that companies and businesses and providers need to, to take to make sure that they truly are inclusive and equitable. And, you know, it, none of it is a mystery. Like these days, everybody knows what they need to do. They just need to be willing to do it. And, um, 
you know, put their, you know, walk the walk instead of just talking the talk, which is what rainbow washing is, is, is talking the talk and only for one month. And, and for one month is uh, old rage, right? Like everybody's gay and everybody's like, let's support this causes. And it seems to me almost, and I, it's, it can be the same, but it's almost like cultural appropriation in a yeah. certain way, you know? Like let's uh, put a rainbow on everything and make sure we sell this thing and we won the party, we won the colors, we won the fun part without having to experience the struggle and the cultural challenges. And that's well, not they what we also want privileged LGBT people to feel comfortable patronizing them. You know, that bank wants <laughs> wants to support their LGBT social group that's among them that's going to be dancing on that pride parade because they want all the queers who have money to put their money in that bank you know that that congressperson or whoever it is and i mean i i feel like my legislators are probably pretty good although as far as i know they're cis and straight or whatever they're they're probably pretty good in lots of ways or whatever. So I'm not trying to suggest that everybody's terrible um, or everybody is um, hypocritical. Um, although there's a lot of hypocrisy and that is really the order of the day during Pride Month more than, you know, real solid celebration. Um, but just, you know, there are some sectors of the LGBT community, especially men, especially white people, especially cis people who... Um, are doing pretty well on the whole and do have lots of power and agency and inclusion and safety in their lives. And, you know, this is a moment for those folks, not just to sort of um, leverage their own power and privilege and safety, um, but to recognize that there are lots of folks in our LGBT community that we need to be bringing along with us. And, you know, we need to hold those companies accountable too, instead of me just feeling good about going into this coffee shop because it has a pride flag on the door, I should, you know, make sure that um, everybody everywhere can go to a coffee shop if they want to. Um, and, you know, all coffee shops everywhere, but certainly this one or whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of us white queer folks have gotten lazy um, in, you know, celebrating the the privilege and the safety that we have gained as, you know, real progress. And there is some real progress, but there's still lots of people that we're sort of leaving out in the cold. And it's just important that we don't sort of betray or leave behind those other members of our community while we're being so happy to be embraced by these big, big corporations during Pride Month and, and so on. And, you know, I was thinking that um, the people that are left behind don't have that privilege, obviously, but also some of us, and I have said this before, uh, we were talking about it on the Fat Phobia show that if you can only shop at Walmart, because that's the only store that carries your brand, 
but at the same time you hate big box corporation stores, but that's the only choice you have, then that's the only choice you have. Well, the same yeah. goes for this, right? If this is the only coffee place where you can get your coffee, we are not asking you to not get coffee. Matter of fact, nobody can tell you what to do. We are just asking you that if you have the ability to research and to learn where your money is going to go to, and you have other options that were uh, seem more viable, that seem more like walking the walk and talking the talk, then uh, please go spend your money there. I hope that is clear and that we're not um, canceling or boycotting or telling you like, don't buy anything where you see a rainbow flag. Quite the opposite. Go there, but then research why and what are they doing and how do they treat their employees and where are they donating or are they helping any of those institutions that is helping, especially youth, you know, it's the youth, um, trans youth is being targeted really, really violently lately. And let's see if they're doing something for our youth, you know. Yeah, and I mean, this, you know, this is a opportunity, I think, you know, when some company that we like um, says or does something during Pride Month where they um, are, you know, seeming to celebrate LGBT pride or whatever, it's an opportunity to, you know, write to the CEO or do some research about them or, um, you know, speak to the manager of the company or whatever it is, you know, if it's a small company um, and say, you know, hey, I appreciate this. How about get some gender neutral bathrooms in here? You know, um, all you got to do is change the sign because you've got two of them and they're single stalls. So, you know, why not just make them gender neutral? That would make my non-binary friends more comfortable coming in here with me or something like that, you know, and it doesn't have to be militant, um, although there's nothing wrong for that with that when it's necessary. Um, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It can be positive. It can be friendly, but just, you know, what are we doing to make this a place that's safe and inclusive, um, you know, and, um, you know, what, what needs to happen to move us forward as a national community or a local community? A couple of months ago, Byron Baller was in this show and we were talking about collecting stuff for the soup kitchen at her local community. And I was getting ready to send people, you know, to their website to send them food to, to feed the Appalachias. And Byron Baller being who she is, stopped me in my tracks and said, no, 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 think locally help locally you have to have something on your community that is very local to you where you can send those resources so a shout out to her because she's an amazing witch and i've learned that you know we want to change the world we want to make those big changes happen and those who can vote that that's when they do it right when they go to the fill out the ballot and, and decide who's going to make the changes. But if you want to do some changes very locally, as Jake said, you know, you can go to your local restaurant and ask them, 
like, hey, how about changing that sign? Or write to your local authorities or to your very local businesses, you know, and and asking those questions and yes, celebrating, but also being conscious of what are we celebrating and how can we include the most vulnerable. Uh, what are other things that we can do to to be wiser about celebrating on this month, Jake? What do you think? I think, you know, in general, a good allyship step that applies to practically anything you can think of is, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you go, whatever choices you make, just think, you know, who is benefiting from this particular scenario? Who is not? Who is included? Who's left out? Who has an easy time of doing the thing that I'm doing? Going to the parade buying a muffin at my coffee shop, um, you know, having employment, having an apartment that I lease, um, whatever it is, right? Just walking down the street, you know, uh, and crossing the path with some cops who are parked there or whatever. Like, who can do this thing that I'm enjoying right now and who can't? And, um, you know, how can I make sure everyone has the same access that I have the same agency I have, the same privilege, the same ability to enjoy things that I do or whatever. And maybe that's, um, you know, just a pattern that can serve us during Pride Month as well. If you are an LGBT person and you find that there are things that have improved in your lot in life, um, then make sure you're bringing along everybody in the LGBT community, especially the black and brown and indigenous LGBT folks or the trans people or the young people. If you're not someone in the LGBT community, think about that kind of allyship and figure out how to make sure that your workplace is a safe place for LGBT people, that all the places you go are safe places for LGBT young people, your coven or circle or church or synagogue or, um, you know, your fitness club or your grocery store or wherever you go, like how can you use this month to remind you to think about LGBT inclusion and LGBT rights and needs um, and, you know, listen to that episode about um, allyship with LGBT people that we had uh, maybe about a year ago or six months ago or whenever it was. Um, and, um, you know, think about those things or, you know, Google it, you know, what does LGBT allyship look like? Look at what some statistics are in your own community, in your own state. There's still 30 some states in this nation where someone can be fired just for being transgender. Um, there's still 50 states in this country where someone might not be able to find competent medical care or mental health care. Um, so, you know, just make every place that you're in a safe place and bring your pride with you, you know, whether you're an LGBT person having pride on your own account or whether you're using this month to celebrate LGBTness for someone else, bring that with you everywhere this month and make every place a safe place where all LGBT people can be and can be happy and can be free to be who they are 
and can have the same benefits as straight and cis people there. And I would like to add, don't assume that it's already given to everybody. Of course, right. Question it, question it, question it. Uh, just so you know, I happen to have my book here, uh, the LGBT trans non-binary genderqueer allyship episode was done on September 20th. It was our first, it was the first one on the series. Oh, right. So uh, thank you to everyone who has been supporting the series. Um, you know what? This will be a good moment, Jake, to open up for suggestions. What do you all want us to talk about? You know, what are their topics? We have covered so many topics and we will continue covering so many topics because social justice seems like we need way much more than we have but we are open to suggestions you know what do you want us to talk about i definitely wanted to do this uh rainbow wash for june because i see it being a thing that we need to address and um for those who don't know yes i'm queer and i'm here <laughs> And let's celebrate, you know, let's celebrate our existence. Remember, one of my favorite is my existence is my resistance, you know, just existing is enough, yeah. enough um, discord and, and uh, being against the, the system. Um, what else we need to hear today, Jake, that we haven't talked about? Um, I guess, you know, if you've got a little extra money that you want to donate this month, try out um, like um, the Trevor Project, put that phone number in your phone, um, try out the um, 40 to None True Colors Fund, which um, supports LGBT homeless youth. Um, try out Black and Pink, which is an organization that supports LGBT people who are incarcerated um, because LGBT people, especially Black and Brown, LGBT people, especially young people, especially trans and genderqueer people are more likely to be incarcerated than cis and straight people um, in this nation. Um, get yourself a prison pen pal. I have two, it's really fun. Um, it's an easy way to build my own support net and to be part of a support net for people on the inside um, who don't have safety and don't have inclusion. So check out Black and Pink. Um, you can Google them and find out um, ways to support them. Being a prison pen pal is just one of the ways that you can support people who are incarcerated. Um, there are probably lots of other great LGBTQ plus or organizations you can volunteer with or support in some way. Um, find a pride event and get your pride on, whether you're queer or not. Find ways that you are queer because we're all a little bit queer in one way or another. Um, and, um, and if you're not, then find some way to color outside the lines a little bit. You probably will enjoy it. Um, and, you know, the, the gender binary doesn't really serve any of us and not one of us fits all of what our current culture tells us it is to be a man or a woman. So play with that a little bit this month if you want to. 
find some pride events, but make sure, um, you know, that um, you're, uh, along with the celebration, you've got some sort of ideas about how to keep moving, keep moving forward with LGBT inclusion and safety and so on. And of course, continue celebrating yourself on Pride Month, yes, but every other month as well. We are, worthy, we are worthy of being celebrated every single day of our existence. So um, this is the one show where I'm going to play music. So we're going to listen to a little bit of music by none, on, none other than Dorian Electra. And I love this song because it talks about high heels. And uh, so let's put on our high heels and celebrate Pride Month and um, to all my fellow LGBTQ plus rainbow umbrella out there. Be safe and have a wonderful, wonderful month. And um, thank you, Jake, for always bringing us these topics that are so amazing. And to everybody, just to remind you that there's over 700 hours of podcasts on the CSMP radio network, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, um, Moon Magic, Nature Spirituality, Nature Mystic, Circle Talk, Paganos del Mundo, Blue Marble, and Lunatic Mondays. So give us a listen, share, download. You know, did you know you can download all of these shows? They are downloadable and you can keep them on your audio archives for forever. So thank you all for, for watching. I mean, thank you all for listening. And until we see you again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye.
and thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connected to the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings.